Hey, it's our favorite day of the week. It's Mailbag Monday, and you ask some of the following questions. Who would you rather get? Another starter or a reliever? What will the bullpen look like this season? And who will be the surprise player in 2023? It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you know, the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. It helps others to find the show. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed like 3,000 plus friends of ours have already done. They're all of our friends, by the way. And make sure that you click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, we're doing three episodes a week until pitchers and catchers report, so you can count on us. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for your Angels news and updates and chat and discussions all here on Lockdown Angels. In the meantime, it is a Mailbag Monday. It's our favorite day of the week because we get to answer your questions that you sent in through voicemail, through Twitter, through Instagram. We got them all here and we're going to cover them all in this one. Mike, we got to start out with a very important question because this just broke over the weekend. Uh, According to Bob Nightingale, there's reports that the Marlins are open to trading one of their four starting pitchers that they have. They have a a plethora, a cornucopia of starting pitching. And so (laughs) Lost Kiwi on Twitter said, well, here you go, and posted the article from MLB Trade Rumors. And and, uh, Lost Kiwi said, do the Angels have what it takes to get a starter out of Miami? So there's four Mm. pitchers that are up for grabs here. Pablo Lopez, who we've previously discussed, he's a right-hander. Edward Cabrera is also a right-hander. Trevor Rogers and Jesus Lazardo are both left-handed pitchers. And so if we talk about uh, Pablo Lopez, of course, we've mentioned him before. He went 10-10 last season, a three-war player, 375 ERA, 32 games, 180 innings pitched, 174 strikeouts, 1.167 whip. Here's what I like, Mike, a 23.6 K rate. Uh, K percentage and a 46.7 ground ball rate. How about Edward Cabrera? I actually am intrigued by Edward Cabrera simply because he has a 1.0 whip and and that's what we need. We need guys that are going to be effective in keeping runners off base because the younger guys are good, but as we've talked about, their whips have been really, really high. And so Edward Cabrera has a 2.1 war from last season, 6-4, and four, a 3.01 ERA, had 14 starts, 71 innings pitched, 75 strikeouts. He's a former top 100 prospect, and, and this guy had a solid strikeout rate last year, 25.8, and he had an 11.3 walk rate. And so he He's an intriguing arm. Pablo Lopez is an intriguing arm, but they're only two of the four guys that are available, John. Yeah, the the other two are Jesus Lazardo, a former A's uh, member, yeah. <laughs> member of the A's. Didn't and, he dominate uh, us last year too when we played against them? I think he pitched really he well pitched in a really game. Really well. And we were like, for, come for, on, uh, let's get was, that guy. <laughs> yeah, he pitched against us with the Marlins and Trevor Rogers, of course, who was an All Star in twenty one. The only caveat to those guys they're both left-handed however yeah i don't think that yeah. should stop the angels from trying to get 
one of those guys. And, you know, Rodgers, they're hoping that he can be on the upswing. There were there was a lot of drop in his strikeout rate and his walk percentage jumped. Uh, Jesus Lazardo had a strong 30% strikeout rate and an 8.8 walk wow. rate. So those are good yeah, numbers. Great numbers there. Mike, do the Angels have what it takes to get this deal done can they get one of those three uh four starting pitchers yeah when we talked about pablo lopez we actually used the trade simulator and what we discovered is that it would take a lot to get him and when i'm talking about a lot we would have to give up some really good young players i know that a lot of people are like what if we flip joe adele and luis renjifo for some of these guys Mm -hmm. but it would actually take at least four maybe five guys according to the trade simulator now this isn't general manager speak but that is the trade simulator they're they're pretty good pretty accurate And so I think that we're going to have to give up some guys that maybe we're not going to be able to see play in the major leagues. We're going to have to give up some of those minor league guys like a Jordan Adams Mm -hmm. or uh, is it, is it Denzmer Guzman? Denzer Guzman. Yeah. Denzer Guzman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some good guys in the minor leagues that we'll have to give up quite honestly, John, if it means that we get, I would say a Pablo Lopez, maybe even an Edward Cabrera, Mm -hmm. I would say yes. I would go for it because I think that we need that arm in the starting rotation. Absolutely. Yeah, the Marlins are in need of outfield help, and that's why, you know, Joe Adele comes up all the time. But I think you're right. They're going to have to dip into the minor leagues. I think they want somebody who can help now. So I think to give them Joe Adele as part of a package for one of those guys, I think would be worth it. How about Datsun Catnip on Instagram? They said, Waka? Or Phelps, David Phelps. What do you think, Mike? I would like to see us get another bullpen piece. Hmm. Uh, The reason why I'm leaning that way is I'm actually really confident in our young pitchers, Hmm. and that's how you build a winning organization. So I would go with Phelps over Waka. Mm -hmm. What would you do, John? I have a feeling you would lean the other way. I'm going Waka over Phelps just because I want to see the Angels get another starter. I know you love Chase Sill, Seth. That's your boy, and I shouldn't doubt you, but... I would just feel so much more comfortable, especially in terms of pitching depth. If you add one more starter, then you feel really good if somebody gets hurt or somebody goes down. And then you have somebody like Sil Seth or Canning or whoever step up into that uh, role. How about this question from Mish? This is uh, Michelle Cajun on Twitter. They said, if the Angels don't add another bullpen piece, how do you see the pen skating out? Who closes? Who sets up? Who's in Mm. long relief? Everything in between. Mike, can I just run down the list? Yeah, go for it bullpen pieces that we have because I think that there's a narrative out there that this bullpen is dicey but here's yeah. here's the thing listen to this list of course they added Carlos Estevez Jimmy Herget, who can be lights out Jaime Berea who's in that long relief role Andrew Wance who showed some stuff last season Austin Warren who's set for a bounce back I think Aaron Loop and Ryan Tapera can bounce back as well. And Tapera, as we looked into the details in our bullpen episode a few weeks ago, really wasn't that bad when you neither all of them, yeah, neither of them didn't really have a bad year. There were just really bad moments and mm-hmm. really bad spots, spot moments. I think, and and so those things stand out to us. Plus, the team just fell apart during that losing streak. But overall, I think the numbers they put up last year were really pretty quality. But we were just a terrible team last year. <laughs> yes. uh, you got Jose Quijada, of course. Uh, no more Oliver Ortega, by the way. He's with the Twins, so that's yep. uh, of note. Chris Rodriguez, Zach Weiss, Jose Marte, Justin Garza, Chris Davinsky, Tucker Davidson, uh, who could be a starter. He's also out of options, so he could be in the bullpen. Yep. Then in the minors, they they brought back Gerardo Reyes. They got Cam Vio. They've got Kenny Rosenberg. Of course, Ben Joyce, who's lights out and throws 100 
six miles an hour. It's insane. And yeah. then Eric Torres, who closed for the Trash Pandas, he had a 1.59 ERA and 22 saves in AA. Colton Ingram, who's on the 40-man roster. Jose Soriano's on the 40-man roster. So I think we're in pretty good shape. And I honestly believe that Carlos Estevez is going to get that closer role. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But how about the uh, the next question we have here? So this is from Cool Brad on Instagram. He says, how do you think about Zach Weiss? Will he be a decent bullpen piece mm-hmm. in 2023? He, he did really impress in the short time that he was with the Angels. Mm-hmm. And he is a nice option, John. He's got a really great slider that sits at 87 miles an hour. It has 9.3 inches of break, which is really good. Uh, 4.5 more than the league average. Mm. And his fastball is around 95 miles an hour. And we've said it ad nauseum on this pod that you have to have great separation between the, the speed of your fastball and the, the off-speed pitch. And so he has almost 10 miles an hour when it comes to his fastball versus his slider. So I actually like Zach Weiss. I want to see him in uh, high leverage situations. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is at the end of the year, the team really wasn't going, any- going anywhere. And so I would love to see him in this bullpen when we're actually competing, and I think that he could be somebody that we could slot in maybe in the sixth or seventh inning, depending on where Tapera is and if he's pitched or where Loop is and if he's pitched. I think that you'll find somebody like a Herget as the closer. I think it's his role to lose, hmm. and then maybe an Estevez at the end of the bullpen as well. That's how I see this lining up, but I think Weiss is going to be somebody who's going to be in there and is going to be effective for us. It's interesting you brought that up because of this voice. Voicemail. Let's go to our first voicemail of the day right now. Hey, what's up, guys? This is David from Kimi Valley. We've done quite a bit of uh, tinkering to the roster this year. Not a whole lot with the bullpen. And what I'm looking at is that ninth inning guy. Who do you think on our roster or maybe out there still in the free agent market are we going to install as our closer this year? I know we had Jimmy Herget kind of take over that role last year. He pitched pretty well, but for some reason he doesn't really scream to me lockdown, ninth inning, closer type of guy. I don't know. Maybe we look for uh, somebody like Chris Rodriguez to come in. Uh, maybe Ben Joyce throws 106 past everybody, and that becomes his spot. Anyway, uh, one of your thoughts on there. David from Simi Valley, thanks for sending in your voicemail and giving us a call. I really like this question, Mike, because there is kind of a question mark about who's going to be the closer. And I think the reason why, and this kind of go back goes back to Mish's question too, the reason why Jimmy Herget doesn't really strike people as a closer is because he's not the traditional kind yes. of closer. Right. And, and I know you said that you see him as that. In my opinion, I think Carlos Estevez can be the guy that everybody's looking for in terms of closing. And I know he only has 23 career saves. I know he's not traditionally been a closer, but he's the kind of guy that you give the opportunity to and and see if it's something that he can succeed at, which right. you know is how you find closers. It's how you find guys for that position. And listen to this. His fastball is 98 miles per hour on average. His slider is a plus slider that sits at 87 miles per hour. All of his pitching analytics away from Coors Field go up. Listen to this. His Mm. case per nine at home, Coors Field, 6.28. Away, 10.8. So he's getting four more strikeouts per game away from Coors. His walks per nine at home, five and a half. Away, 1.91. 1.91. Wow. K percentage at home is 16.8%. Away, 
39.3. Wow. And finally, <laughs> the whip at home is 1.26. Away, it's 1.09. Actually, this is the finally. Uh, the fielding independent pitching, the FIP, what the pitcher can control in every situation. At home, it's a 4.51. So kind of think of that as ERA for just the pitcher's actions. Yeah, yeah. Away, 3.64. So wow. I think Carlos Stevez, not to mention we've, we've talked about this before, I think he can be the guy because his stuff breaks and moves so much better at a lower altitude than up in the in the Rockies. I thought he'd be a little rockier than this. Well, <laughs> he'll, definitely, he'll definitely not be rocky out of the bullpen next season. And uh, coming up on Locked On Angels as we continue Monday Mailbag, we're going to get a little bit of an update on who the next owner is might be. So that's coming up here in just a minute. Locked on Angels is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to the basketball season. They've got you covered at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which we know you do because you're here, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. We want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen, you got to check out Locked On MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby, who is a prospect encyclopedia. And we're not just saying that. We know that to be true because he has came on Locked On Angels and schooled us before. So yes. <laughs> he, uh, he knows what he's talking about. And so we encourage you to check out Locked On MLB Prospects. It's available on this app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. It's a Mailbag Monday on Locked On Angels, and we continue with your questions. Max Torres from Instagram asked this question. John, should Trevor Bauer be an option for us, or is his off-field antics too much? Well, let's update the situation here. The Dodgers released him on Friday. They owe him about $22 million. His suspension was cut from about two years' worth of baseball to all the days that he served so far. Yeah. Whoever signs him is going to pay the league minimum, and I understand why this question keeps coming up. We did talk about it last Monday on Monday Mailbag, and you and I shared our thoughts, and and I actually kind of had more thoughts as the week went on and as the conversation continued. A lot of people compare his situation with, what about Aroldis Chapman? What about Julio Mm. Urias? What about Marcel Ozuna? And when when you go in to look at the details, now, it sounds to me like... This is hard to say because it's like you can never say, well, this is worse than this. And sure, da, da, da. It's, sure. it's all it's all domestic abuse. Right. Yeah. And I think my issue here, Mike, is comparing those things and the and the problem or the uh, the penalty for each thing. That just right. makes me feel a little icky. Yeah. The other thing is all of these questions have come from men. And hmm. I don't know how the wives or the girlfriends or the spouses, fiancés of the guys on the team would feel. I don't know how the women would feel who work for the organization. I don't know what it would do to females who are fans of this team and to know that this guy is part of it. Again, I know it didn't go to trial, but the reason why it didn't go to trial is because it's a lot of he said, she said. And Trevor Bauer it's not just this one woman, it's it's several who have who have come forward. 
And so there's a history there. There's a history of, of this sort of thing where it's like, well, she said this was okay, and so this is what we did, and and so there was no there was no ill will. There was it was all consensual, and I just <laughs> that's not a guy you need on this club. Plus, Perry Manassian has said that that character counts when they yep. sign a player. Yeah, and I don't think that if you want to entice somebody to come to Anaheim or keep Otani around in Anaheim, I I don't think Trevor Bauer is the guy. And yeah. and so for me. I've I've had my hangups about this already, and in this last week, I've thought about it a little bit more, and it, it to me it's it's a huge uh, turnoff in terms of how it alienates the the females around the organization, the players, and the fans. So those those are my thoughts there on on Trevor yeah. Bauer. So it's it's still a no from me. Yeah, there's a, there's a question uh, later on the show that I'm going to answer, um, and and then I'll fill in my thoughts on Trevor Bauer. But the next question I want to ask is from Charlie Hess on Twitter. He said, "How much would you offer Carlos Correa and his wooden leg?" I added that part. Uh, <laughs> uh, Five years, $200 million with some opt-outs? What do you think, John? I like this question. Charlie Hess is, uh, has been a great listener, asked some good questions. Yes. Five years, $20 million with some opt-outs. Yeah, it seems like Correa is just not getting that long-term deal. It sounds like yeah. the Mets yeah. are still trying to work something out, but I, I feel like five years is like a maximum uh, for him. Mm. And so, mm. yeah, five years, uh, $20 million, so... Was that forty million a year? Yeah, forty yeah. million a year. Two hundred million. Yeah, that would put the Angels over the luxury tax. But I would still try to get them. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's it's worth the upgrade if the Angels yeah. are willing to do it. I just don't think that they are willing to do it. I think the Twins deal that they gave him last year would be what I would say yes to if I was the Angels. Like yeah. it would be a, like a three year deal with an opt out here, an opt out there an opt-out everywhere. Uh, I think I think for Correa, like, it would be great to have him in his next couple of years. I think the concern, really, is that later on in his career, they're just not sure if his leg is going to hold up. And mm-hmm. we mentioned it on the show before, but our friend Andrew from Angels Top Plays on Instagram and on Twitter is studying to be a doctor. And mm-hmm. without seeing all of the details, Andrew said his best diagnosis of the situation is that when Correa hurt his leg, I think it was 19, the way that it was repaired and put back together there there is some concern about arthritis there's con- mm-hmm. some concern about wear and tear and 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 bone like kind of disappearing and so mm-hmm. as he gets older that's going to be a problem but maybe the next four or five years is not going to be a problem that's why these long-term deals have been an issue this is Pujols's fault because as soon as we signed him he lost his legs because he had plantar fasciitis yes. and, and we all saw how that happened Mike what do you think of this question from our good buddy Scott Freeman uh, he said is currently constructed Los Angeles Angels will probably be fourth in the ALS, maybe third. Realistically, what must be done, what can be done to improve the odds to entice Shohei Otani to stay? He says, I don't like this question. It's a hard <laughs> one, but it's a real question. Yeah. So why don't you yeah. uh, give your thoughts on Scott's question? You know, Scott, you always ask really great questions. Mm-hmm. And so I hate to disagree with you, but let me and let me just partially argue a point. I think the Angels have really improved this team. They've added more war than any other team with the moves that mm-hmm. they have made. Mm-hmm. And I think the young pitchers are going to do great. I think we actually have a really great team that's constructed as is. And if you get 
get Rendon for who he is and Trout for who he is and Otani for who he is and Walsh healthy. I think that we have a really great team and we've said this again over and over and over again. 27 and 17 in the first 44 games last season. That's the team that we had last year Hmm. with like Tyler Wade and Matt Duffy (laughs) and then we've upgraded this team with Brandon Drury and Gio Urshela and Hunter Renfro and I really think and Tyler Anderson by the way I really think that this team is going to be very competitive. I know looking at the AO West it's intimidating and I know looking at the AO West can be overwhelming but here's the thing I think the Angels could realistically finish at 500 against the AO West and really dominate the Central Mm. and really dominate the East when they Mm. play some of those lower-tiered teams. We always do really well against the East, even Mm -hmm. the Yankees, right? And so I think that we'll be able to make up some ground by playing the other teams. However, I do think that we have to at least finish at 500 in the AL West, but I think this team, as constructed, can actually do that, and I think we're going to be that third or second wildcard spot in 2023. Yeah, and we play more games against every single team this season. And so there's more opportunity to win against the nationals or take advantage of the pirates. I know that they're uh, trying to get back to being good again, but the the other thing I want to say is these games are not played on paper. And I think when you look at these rosters, you look at Texas's rotation and you think, Oh, that's like a top five rotation in the league. Right. But I also, you have to remember you know, how many games is DeGrom going to play? How many? Uh, and they do have Andrew Haney. <laughs> they have Andrew Haney. We saw Shohei take deep in, uh, uh, when the Yankees came out here and he played with us or against them. And so, yeah, I, I think, you know, it is an intimidating league, but you're right. I think that the the team that went 10-9 and nine against the Mariners somehow and probably could have gone like 13-6 and six against the Mariners last season – but they had that really bad series where they were playing jungle ball out there and they were throwing it all yeah. around the place. Yeah. Looked like looked like Little League. Um, that doesn't happen with a healthy team. And so I just think that we have the team to compete. I know the Astros are going to be tough. I think Texas is going the early 2010s Angels route with their yeah. signings and their... And don't get me wrong. They have good pitching coming up. They, they have great pitching in their minor leagues. So I know that guys like... Ivaldi and DeGrom are going to be tough challenges and that they have good pitching behind them. But I, I also think that they still need some help on the offense. I know they got Semyon mm. and Seeger from last year. Nathaniel Lowe always seems to take advantage of the Angels and beat yeah. them up. But I, I honestly believe, Mike, that we are going to be competitive. Hey, A with AM Baseball 22 said, who's going to be the guy at shortstop for the Halos? Well, we did a whole episode on on David Fletcher and why it's okay if he is the starting shortstop on opening day, and there's always the opportunity to trade for somebody if the Angels find themselves in that situation. So as far as everything stands, I think David Fletcher is going to be the guy there. Maybe Urshel a little bit. I know Brandon Drury wants to compete for that spot as well at a spring training, so that will be an interesting development. Hey, BTC525 said, How should Phil Nevin divide up the playing time between Max Stassi and Logan Ohapi. I know you have some thoughts about this one, Mike. Yeah, I would like to see Ohapi be the starter. I think that they're probably going to ease him into that, depending on what happens in spring training. Stassi's going to be there opening day because I think that 
Shohei is comfortable with him as the catcher. Mm-hmm. But I think that we'll see Ohapi probably if they play six games a week. We'll see Ohapi in four of those games, and we'll see Max Stassi in two of those games. I would love to see Ohapi in there a whole lot more. I think this guy's got a ton of potential, and I think he's going to be a star for us. John Eggy Nicky on Instagram asked this question: uh, Who will be the surprise player from this season, like Renhifo was last year in 2022? Their opinion is that it would be Sandoval or Hunter Renfro or both. Ah, I like that. Uh, I think <laughs> it's going to be funny you say it. Anthony Rendon. Rendon's yeah. going to have a good season. I think yeah. that he's finally going to be healthy this season, so he's going to surprise me. Uh, that's something I'm looking forward to. Eggy Nicky's starting his own Halo podcast, by the way. So Oh, sweet. He's, uh, yeah, he's going to be uh, part of the Angels podcast collective out there. I love it. Heck yeah. Hey, we got a voicemail from one of our favorite callers. Let's go to it right now. Aloha. From Hawaii, this is Anthony, a.k.a. Joe Adele's biggest fan. First of all, I'd like to wish everyone a Happy New Year, and hopefully um, it's a great year for the Angels. I've been hearing rumors about Mike Trout wants to be a Yankee or wants to go back to the East Coast. What say you? I'd just like to thank you again for all your hard work. You have a great podcast. And a special message to Joe Adele. Keep up the hard work. Rewards will be coming soon, my man. Rewards will be coming soon. Thank you very much, and um, have a happy new year. Anthony from Hawaii, <laughs> we love it when you give us a call, my friend. And, and oh, again, yeah. I, I say it every time. Mike, I want to hang out with Anthony. I want to go to a I game. I do, too. I want him Anthony. to read me a bedtime story and tell me everything's <laughs> going to be okay. Let me answer this question really fast <laughs> yeah, before please. we move on. And it's it, here's what's happening, Anthony. There's There's... People on Twitter who claim to be like your number one source for trade rumors and da da da, and that's the name in their header. It's your number one source, and they put out stuff on Twitter, and then YouTube uh, baseball people will pick it up, and it gets clicks. It's uh, oh, Mike yeah. Trout wants to go back. Well, according to this guy on Twitter who said yeah. this, and then you know that's where those rumors come from. That's where the the videos come from. It's it really Bob comes. in the basement, right? <laughs> yeah, correct. It, yeah, it's actually on, in his mom's basement. So there's there's nothing to this Mike Trout rumor about going to the Phillies, going to the Yankees, things like that. Mike Trout is here to stay, and we truly believe that. And uh, again, those those people who put out videos or rumors are just getting passed along information from somebody who claims to have sources, and and it's just like you said, it's Bob in the basement. <laughs> Well, Locked On Angels is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're hungry, looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, this is why Built Bar is here for you. Built Bars and Puffs are healthy, and they're actually tasty. They're delicious, and they are good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution to eat healthy. They're great for a snack. They're also great if you want to skip lunch and just eat a Built Bar or Built Puff. I've done that, and I can tell you that it actually does fill you up. Here's what makes Built Bars and Built Puffs so good. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They've got great flavors like churro and peanut butter brownie, which is really good, and coconut almond. They're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and they have 17 grams of protein. And when we talk about Built Bars, we've talked often about going to their website, Built.com, but you can also go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club, head to either place this week to pick yourself up a box of Built Bars, maybe get a 4-bar box of cookie and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs, or you can go to Sam's Club, and they have a 13-bar 
bar box, and it has all the hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. But of course, if you want it delivered to your home and you don't want to go anywhere, then go to Built.com and order your favorite Built bars and puffs today. All right, Mike, our last segment of this Monday Mailbag starts with an interesting question from Val Xavier on Instagram. Any new owner update? Thanks. More power to you guys. Go World Series 2023. Hee hee. That's what it said at the end. Hee hee. Bob Nightingale at USA Today. Now, I know it's Bob Nightingale, but here's the latest that we've got on ownerships. Uh, This comes from USA Today. Sale of the Los Angeles Angels likely will not be completed by opening day as Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred had hoped, prospective buyers are still being allowed to make bids with at, le- at least six parties wow. expressing interest. Mike, we know Stan Kroenke has been interested. Joe Lackab this week mentioned that he's interested. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Singh Soon, I believe is how you say his name, from the Los Angeles Times has been interested. There's a mystery Japanese ownership group from Japan. I even heard some of the Dodgers ownership group yeah. would want to come over and buy the Angels. And then I don't know who number six would be, but that's the latest news that we have. <laughs> yeah. I was interested with Joe Lacka being mentioned, and we've talked about him mm-hmm. a few times on this pod, but uh, somebody said his net worth is like $1.6 billion, mm-hmm. which means that he would probably have to partner with some other ownership uh, people, yeah. um, but he is shown to spend and actually keep the stars and then surround the stars with great players. But he also had Jerry West as his GM in Oakland, where they play, mm-hmm. where, where the Warriors play, and so he he is able to surround himself with really great leaders that can help build really great teams. And so if it's him, I'd be excited. The LA Times guy is intriguing. I think his net worth net worth was like ten billion, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. people are like, maybe he'll spend some money. I think the connection to Japan. And, and having that be his, his ethnicity and background. I think a lot of people are like, hey, that would be great for Shohei. Hmm. I, I don't know if Shohei would want somebody that's from his home country or not, but I think that we're always thinking through the lens of what would be enticing to have Shohei Otani stay with us. And what would be enticing is that we would win. And so we need an owner that would actually come and spend the money so that we can be a winning franchise moving forward. Let's go to our last voicemail of the day right now. Hey there, buckaroos. Halo Joe here. Just wanted to ask you guys if you were the new owners of the Angels, what direction would you take them as far as identity is concerned? Change the name, uniforms, location? What do you think is best for our Los Angeles Angels? Halo Joe, thanks for that question. Mike, what do you think? I would actually do whatever is necessary to build a good reputation with the city of Anaheim first. Mm. And I know that the Ducks have done a great job. Their ownership group has done a great job in really serving and (laughs) loving the the city. Right. (laughs) And I think that it would be really wise of whoever the new owner is to actually work on that relationship with the city. Because if the relationship is strong, then I think they could do some really great things. And if it means putting Anaheim back in the name, why not? I I wonder how much money, and I haven't seen the numbers. Give me the Excel spreadsheet if you have it. (laughs) But I would love to see what the difference is between the Anaheim Angels versus the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim versus Mm. the Los Angeles Angels. I wonder what that actually does. And it probably doesn't do much for us maybe in Southern California, but I wonder if that's enticing to people outside of the state and maybe even outside of the country. Hmm. Artie's Artie's brilliant and and he's able to advertise really well. And so I'd be interested to see if that 
resource goes up because the name is Los Angeles Angels. Hmm. The problem is, is that if he is bringing a lot of resource, then then go over that luxury tax, bro. Yeah. Like if you're bringing in all this money, then the, the incentive would be that you would put a good product on the field. And right. so I would want to really <laughs> restore a good relationship with the city. That would be my first priority. Nobody would care if it's Anaheim or California or Los Angeles. If, if we had a winning team, nobody would care. <laughs> mm-hmm. AG Avila 3 on Instagram said, who do you guys see us pushing for at the trade deadline if we have a shot for the playoffs honestly i think it's going to be what teams are out of the the hunt uh the uh, the angels will probably want to make an upgrade at shortstop because you want to have a good bat there mike i think perhaps perhaps uh tyler glass now even though He's owed $5 million this year. He's owed $25 million next year. Right. And I think the Rays at the deadline, you know, they're always in the hunt. So I'm not sure that they would get rid of Glass now. But adding another starting pitcher, I think, at the trade deadline would be a, uh, a pretty smart move. Uh, Rally yeah. Monkey NZ, NZ Angels fan on Twitter. Fun one for you. You've done some great comparisons recently between current players and Angels from the past. If you could pick one Angel from the last 20 years who would be a great fit for the current roster... Who would it be? Mike, past 20 years? Man, I would go with Big Bartolo Colon at, hey. his, at his prime when he when he won his, his Cy, Cy Young, Young with us. I think we need that right-handed pitcher in our rotation, and he would fit in really well. A young Bartolo Colon <laughs> in this rotation, I think, would be really great. What about you? Oh, I got to go Weaver. I mean, yes. he's he's going to teach these youngins how to how to uh, handle being on the mound out there. So a couple quick questions here. It's Claudia Rhodes on Instagram. Do you guys have plans to go to spring training? My wife and I have been talking about going. There's some friends that we have out there that we'd like to see. I think you, you and I haven't been in a long time. I think it's time to get back. We haven't been in a long time. I would love, (laughs) I would love to go. Johnny, can I hit this question real quick as a follow up to earlier? Uh, Our buddy Scott Freeman asked the question, how would the angels change their reputation to become a destination most Mm -hmm. guys want to play for? And uh, you and I have been uh, very clear that we are 49er fans. And one of the things that I really appreciate about the Niners is that they didn't go and get big free agent names this last off season. Hmm. They went with their in-house guys and they drafted really well and they mm. developed their guys. Mm-hmm. And what they've done in San Francisco, obviously it's the Niners, people want to play there, but what they've done in San Francisco is they've ditched the divas and they've gone with mm. some of the grinders. They've gone with some of the guys who have hustle and integrity and character. And I think the Angels need to do that. This is going to be a place where we're going to win, but we're not going to win at the cost of integrity and character. We're mm. going to win because we're going to develop you and we're going to help you to become better and people like Shohei are going to be celebrated and his humility and people like Mike Trout are going to be celebrated and his strong character and strong connection with fans that for me I think is the most attractive thing about the 49ers and I think the Angels can do that which is why I'm okay with them not going and getting some of these big name free agents Hmm. because I would love to see some of the guys we've developed like a Logan Ohapi and other players become the stars that I know that they can become Mm -hmm. and be humble about it and be Mm -hmm. excited about it and us be surprised by it if you get a good system in place and a good culture in place this will be a place where i think people will want to come to and and quite honestly it was that from 2000 to the early 2010s it's Mm -hmm. why tory hunter wanted to come it's why gary matthews jr wanted to come it's why we were able to make some trades for like a dan heron and a zach Mm granke and even when when it came to making some bid trades and trading away some players like we were able to bring in some really good guys we're able to keep them because of resource, but 
But quite honestly, I think that there was an attraction to come to Anaheim because they were winning every single year and they had a great organization and a great culture. Culture is key. And I think that you hit the nail on the head with that. And I think you've kind of alluded to it. That's why uh, Trevor Bauer doesn't fit here. That it would kind of ruin the culture a little bit. And, And so, yeah, for Scott to answer the question, I think new management needs to work on restoring that culture and making this a place where there's not... Uh, you know, drugs being traded around by an employee or for 21 <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right? And, and, and uh, yeah, and no, no, there's no inside trading deals with, with the mayor in terms of political elections and donations. Right. Like all that needs to go away with new ownership. Uh, Turbo yep. J 911 said, would love to catch a game with you guys this season. Let's make it happen. I would love that too. And I think yeah. perhaps at some point we could do a, a locked on fans uh, game uh, that we all be go fun. to together. I think that would be really great. It'll Final question for you, Mike. I'm going to read this one and you can answer it. <laughs> Jeffrey Raym said, do you think the Angels should wear cotton uniforms? Polyester seems too hot. <laughs> Jeffrey, thank you for that Seinfeld reference. And for those fans that aren't Seinfeld fans, you should be. That's what he's talking about there. There's a great episode <laughs> where George Costanza says, man, those polyester uniforms look hot, so he suggests cotton. And they wear them, and they're great. And then the next day, they shrunk, and the players can't play. It's a, it's a classic scene. And, and I appreciate Showalter's the Seinfeld the, uh, the manager at that point, too. That's right, he is. <laughs> so good. That's so great. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. And now, make your second listen to Locked On MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. His podcast is free and available wherever you get your your podcast. Hey, be sure to connect with us at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And Mike, what do we have on deck for Wednesday's show? There's been a lot of talk about angel pitching and Mad Dog was one of those guys that decided to open his mouth and talk about angel pitching. And so you and I are going to defend three of the young angel pitchers on the Halos, mm-hmm. and we're going to compare them to one of the top 25 young pitchers in the MLB. And I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised to see how good these young guys really are. We're going to talk about that on Wednesday on Locked on Angels. The best kept secret in baseball is that the Angels have good pitching. Don't let the media know. Let them keep sleeping on the Angels pitching. Yes, yes. <laughs> we hope you'll join us for that conversation. In the meantime, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. That's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Angels, and we'll see you back here on Wednesday.